Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, if you have been tuning in over the last couple months, you've heard all about the Game Time app and how it can save you some serious cash on last-minute tickets to sports, concerts, all types of shows. And guess what? There's one more opportunity for you to buy at least one more opportunity, potentially two if things break a certain odd way. For you to still buy Eagles tickets this season. Wake up Sunday morning. Check out the Game Time app. Who knows? Maybe there's somebody desperate to get rid of their tickets. And beyond that, the Game Time app is hooking you up for the holidays with a $10 credit. Here's what you do. Download the Game Time app in the Google Play or App Store. Click on the My Tickets section of the app. Create an account. And then under the billing section, redeem code THEATHLETIC. Once again, that's The Athletic, all one word, for $10 off your first purchase. That's free money, people. Credit is only available to the first 1,000 people who redeem the code, and it expires at the end of the year. That's December 31st, 2019. That's tomorrow, Zach. But the good news is Game Time's got concerts and other stuff beyond just sports. So, you know, wake up Tuesday morning. You don't have New Year's plans. You got something you want to maybe do? Check out the Game Time app. Make moves quick. And score last-minute tickets. Zach, are you there? I am. Go game time. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bowen, Sheila, and the cut kicking it cooler than two penguins. Still Bo's old arch nemesis, Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bowen, Fashu, coming at you with stats and things flapping their wings now i'm gonna have the rest of my life with these kids wow get, we gotta get that in a drop uh immediately let's edit that one out that didn't come out play. there's no editing no no editing yeah, on this that's podcast the wonderful birds with friends no editing <laughs> hello everybody and welcome to birds with friends it is 1 14 a.m from an undisclosed location inside a hotel room in Lyndhurst, New Jersey. Bo Wolf here in the swivel chair at the desk. Zach Berman there in the round love seat type looking thing. And we are here to discuss the Eagles' fourth straight victory, a victory that clinches an NFC East title. The Eagles are going to the playoffs for the third straight season. They finish 9-7. and seven. They will be the four seed. They will play the Seattle Seahawks next Sunday late afternoon at Lincoln Financial Field. We've got a lot to discuss. What a season it has been. Zach is loopy. <laughs> We've been walking through the rain. We're ready to go. We are excited to do this. Are you? Yes, I, I would have liked if this was like an hour ago, maybe. But circumstances at the stadium... It's all good. Thrilled to do here. Uh, I'm I got thrilled to be one here. of those wormholes where you know I'm thinking, you know what? I have a pretty straightforward angle here. I think I can write this pretty quickly, and then I spend about an hour researching every head coach hired since 2000. Yeah, that's a wormhole. If I thought that's a waste of time. But you know what I learned? I'm curious to find out. I, I think learned, I saw it on Twitter. Actually, uh, yes, I learned that yeah. 90 different head coaches have been hired. Since the year 2000, who had not had prior head coaching experience. At the NFL level. At the NFL level. Of because those... this Calvary Baptist is technically, yes. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. correct. You know, I should, I should clarify yes. that. Of those 90, eight of them have made the playoffs in three of their first four seasons. And that's three of their first four seasons anywhere, not just with the teams that they've been with, which includes Jim Caldwell, interestingly enough. And only two of them. Won the Super Bowl in their first four years. Three of them won the Super Bowl at any time. So that loops in John Harbaugh. But the other two, Mike Tomlin and Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson, Zach, this team was left for dead. What a coaching job by Doug Peterson. Take a big old whiff. I give Doug a lot of credit. I, I, I think that what he's done this past month, uh, frankly, it's comparable to what he did in December a year ago and in December the year before. If Doug can just figure out what he does late in the season and bottle it up, mm. uh, 
it'd be pretty special. But I give Doug a lot of credit because when that team boarded the plane from South Florida in week 13 at 5-7, and seven, struggling, and to look where they are now. I was ready to, to book my Shrine game flight. Yeah, Good I don't think know I did that it. anymore. Uh, so, it, it, look, it, it says a lot about this team now. You know, they beat four teams – or they won four games against three teams so that did not have winning records. it appropriately, yeah. Uh, that said, they beat the teams that were on their schedule. And, and that's the only team, those are the only teams you can play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can so those on your schedule. So those three teams are combined 19 and 45 this season. Um, but mm. in, uh, I, I, guess, I guess to the Eagles' credit, they're hosting a home playoff game. As, as they will tell you, the records go out the window in the playoffs. Yep. <laughs> yep, the records go out the window. So, uh, and and that's true. And they're home. You know, they they they're earned favored. a home game. They're they're favored. They can't play the underdog card this week. They can unless still play. a lot of early money goes to Seattle. Yeah. In which case, they'll maybe. still find a way to play. Yes. I'm actually surprised that they're favored. We will have all week to uh, dive further into this matchup with the Seattle Seahawks. We're going back to daily pods. It's the playoffs, baby. We bring the juice. A New Year's Eve pod. Yeah. New Year's Day pod? Yeah. Daily pods it is. Daily pods, baby. It's the playoffs. And uh, so we, we, don't have to, we don't have to go too deep to that. But it is, it, it's one of those weird situations where... Um, I think the daily pod should start Tuesday, by the way. This is coming out Monday. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So start. Okay. Yeah. Daily pods. I was, yeah. <laughs> was going to say, because the we last... We don't have to do a Monday one. Because the last this Monday... This is a Monday. You're right. Yeah, this the, is a the Monday last pod. Monday one we did, if you recall, you showed up at NovaCare and were like... I don't know what to say. And that so I hosted. That was a oh, Tuesday. Oh, that was a Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. That was a Tuesday. We'll be better prepared this time. Okay. Sheil has graciously offered to host an episode this week as, as we get reared up for Capadia Week Part 2. Part 2. Um, but, it, you know, a Week 17 game is, is always weird because the game itself feels like it takes a backseat to, like, the fuller narrative, right, uh, of the whole season. But... Uh, this was an interesting game, and it was a game that was, uh, you know, very tight, scrape and claw throughout most of the game. And then uh, one huge play for the defense changes the game, and that is the forced fumble by Malcolm Jenkins, recovered by Fletcher Cox, and that turns a 2017 game very quickly into, into a 24-17 game. I agree. That was, the, you know, uh, that was the point when they, when they won the game. But if, if, if they didn't force the fumble there, do they win the game still, do you think? Uh, I think they probably do. Do they win it twenty seventeen or like? Does, yeah, I think it's a different. I think yeah, it's do a the totally Giants score again? I think that game that that. But even after that play, that all of a sudden the the pass rush was sort of unlocked. Yep. It seemed like they they. Had sort that's of what happens. They can out. pin their ears back. Well, sure. <laughs> um, but that's you know that's one of the that was one of the sort of I would say two dozen plays that the Giants are going to look back on this season and say you know if only uh, that saw, had changed we saw that golden quote yes this is one of my favorite quotes that I've ever read this whole quote is a, it's just a, a long paragraph of such such loser mentality I'm going to read this whole thing please the question was how hard is it to reflect on the positives when the season finishes like this and he says for me being this is going to be long so buckle in. For me, being in my 10th season, going into hopefully my 11th, a lot of positives stand out. Obviously, record-wise and production-wise, it's not where we want to be. Keep in mind this team finished, what, 4-12? and 12? Is that right? Yes. Just looking at the personnel, all the young guys that have stepped in and worked hard really encourages me. We're all excited to get back in here next year after some rest and recovery and build something. I think we have a lot of amazing talent. I expect guys to make some huge jumps, including myself, and just come back with... A positive attitude, ready to work, but our record doesn't speak for how good I thought we were. First of all, he thinks he's going to take a huge jump next year. He's going to be like 33 years old. You're anti-Golden Tate. It's easy to crumble. It's easy to have a locker room that's full of blaming and turning on coaches and turning on each other. But I feel like for the 12 games that I played, everybody showed up with a positive attitude, ready to work. I feel like we always believed that we could win the game. You give us probably... Two dozen plays back this season, and I think we're above 500. So I'm just expecting guys to grow and come back ready. That's such a funny thing. It's like, uh, you, know, uh, you know, one play here, one play there. Who knows what happens? Give us uh, two dozen plays, <laughs> and we, maybe we would have been yeah. able to scratch yeah. to 9-7. and seven. I agree with all it that, but, uh, but the Eagles clinched the NFC East. Mm-hmm. 
And we're steering down the road of a Golden Tate podcast here. It's one twenty in the morning. Let me laugh about <laughs> Golden Tate, Zach. That's a funny quote. It's uh, not one twenty in the morning when our listeners are, are hearing this. They're they're getting in their cars at 6 a.m., 7 a.m., going to work. Yeah, but we got to give them the feel of what it's like for us. <laughs> okay. You know, it's not just, All right. They watch the game, too. You know? True. They're true. tuning in for the, the banter. There. The banter. Okay. So, yeah, Loopiness. that was the Golden Tate quote. Um, overall, I thought the Eagles played really well today. I thought Carson had, had a good game. Um, the, the throw... I hit three throws that, or three passes. No, four that really stood out. No, uh, five. Four. As Six. Off the top of my head. Casey uh, goes, uh, Casey is, is good at counting. Yeah. I mean, good at counting. He goes one to ten. He can be like an accountant. But he, he always skips four. He never really? says four. It's always one, two, three, five. Always. Really? I don't know. I don't know how. how I can't. I can't. How do we get him to say four? It's it's like a hotel that doesn't have a thirteenth floor. Yeah, you know? he just he's got no he's got no business no yeah. time for four. I don't know what it's about. One two one two three five. <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, that's a good nugget. So <laughs> is it? <laughs> so uh, the the touchdown pass to Josh Perkins, risky pass. You know they tell you not to throw across your body, but he made it work. Perkins made a nice catch. Yeah, but they tell you not to throw across your body, but that was the play call. That was the 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 play was designed for him to throw across his body. Yeah, well, Perkins said the play was designed for him, but But much sooner. Much sooner, exactly. You talked to Perk as well. No, Wentz said that. in the press conference. Yeah, Yeah. he said he said that's why it took so long. Yeah, they did a good job. He said they did a good job covering it, except. They had, uh, as Emmanuel Acho pointed out on Twitter, they had eight guys in coverage and two guys out on the route. Yes, yeah, they, um, and it was it was a nice throw by Carson. It reminded me, frankly, Perk could have ca- come back and got that ball a little sooner. He, he he made it look tighter than it needed to be. So Carson had a similar throw, the same end zone across his body a year ago to Alshon to start that game off. Do you remember that Thursday night game and at MetLife Stadium? I thought there was one. He was rolling right, and it was, was yeah. It wasn't right. all the way back. Across. It wasn't all it was the way. It was sort of the, the middle of the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yes, I do remember so that. Then uh, I thought the pass to Rob Davis, big old called, Bob, they got called back. Just seen a big old because Bob. Because of Halapulavati by tie holding, I thought that was a nice pass. I I thought Deontay Burnett, nice pass, nice and nice play by Burnett too. Now, what do we think? Was that a game winning catch? Well, set up the game-winning field. That was one of our scenarios. Will will Deontay Burnett have the game-winning catch? We said we would be open. Are we open to that? Game-helping catch. For the purposes of that exercise, I will decree that it was not a game-winning catch, much as I would like it to have been. And then I thought the pass to Goddard. Uh, and Goddard made a nice play on the ball. Oh yeah, that was yeah, he had he really had to adjust that throw, exactly. looped it up instead, and a nice play by Goddard. So those were the four plays off the top of my head at one twenty four in the morning. What was the five? The, I said four. Yeah, but I said five. Oh, I, I don't have a fifth for you. <laughs> <laughs> those are the ones that, as I actually, I do. There was a nice, uh, there was a nice pass to Greg Ward at one point. Maybe it was the third down, the third slant. and six, and they throw it was an eight yard pass. Fired it in there, yeah. Yeah, okay, I remember that. To the right side? Yeah. Yeah. Now, you know, now could you be like uh, Sean McVay? Or I saw actually Lincoln Riley does it too, where, where, where like you can name a play. I'm like Sean McVay in, in, yeah. in that uh, people are very impressed that I can name players on the opposing team. <laughs> yeah, that's, that part's true, yeah. yes. Yeah, I, I, I never found that impressive. But I was thinking when I saw like Lincoln Riley yesterday being interviewed and, and they asked it, they did the McVay game where they ask you, you know, like third and eight. Can I ask you this? Did you seek out this Lincoln Riley interview, or were you just watching and it came on? I was watching and it came okay. on. Okay. Yes. Uh, but I was, I, I was thinking um, I could probably do, like, story, you know, like your Sunday story going into the San Francisco game in 2013, and I can, I can kind of figure that out. Oh, you think you could do that? I could. I don't. I don't want to do it now. But I was just. What was the? What I, was let's, your? Let's let's not. We let's don't need do, to do one. It now. Let's do one. Two. Can you name your Sunday story going into the Bengals game that was such a disaster in 2016? In 2016, uh, my Saturday story was Zach Gertz against Tyler Eifert. Mm. I remember that. Um, and then I believe my Sunday story was uh, the lack of wide receivers. I would need to look that up. I I remember the Saturday story. Ertz versus Eifert. 
Okay. Uh, their first meeting, first dra- uh, the top two tight ends from the 2013 draft. Uh, that's, a, that's a good one. Um, I would need to look that one up. Okay. So here's the thing. Mm-hmm. The Eagles go into this game. We already know that they were without their top three wide receivers. We already know that Lane Johnson was not playing in this game. Yes. We know that Zach Ertz wasn't playing in this game. Reports since we last spoke that in addition to the broken rib, he has a lacerated kidney that is likely to end his season. Was that the report? That like, I'm not sure it was, was likely a, to end the season. I think Jeff McLean reported that it's a season, likely a season ender. I could be wrong okay. about that. Uh, we knew they were going to be without Ronald Darby, and it turned out at game time they were also without Jalen Mills. During the game, the Eagles lost Brandon Brooks with a mm-hmm. shoulder injury and Miles Sanders with uh, what I believe Derek Gunn reported was a, uh, a painful ankle injury but not a debilitating one. I saw a report, I believe, by Ian Rappaport, sprained ankle. Sprained ankle, okay. Yeah. Despite all those things, for the fourth straight game, the Eagles were able, Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz were able to sort of dial things up on offense, get a little bit creative. And I think there is something to the fact that without their horses, they've had to be, uh, they've had to think on their feet a little bit more. And Jason Kelsey said as much. He said, I hate to say it. Let me actually, I'll, I'll give you the quote because it's. I yeah, that's an up. important quote. That's. That's one we should have led with before Golden Tate. Get out of here. (laughs) He said, Doug's been phenomenal these last few weeks. I would hate to say this, but I think it's probably freed him up a little bit. I mean, you see him, it feels like every call goes off of something else. It feels like you're really just, yes, yes, yes. It's been a lot of fun these last four weeks. It really feels like we're in a great rhythm, and the play calling is a huge part of that, and what he's been doing the last four weeks with the guys that we have and finding a way to utilize our guys to their strength. It's such, a, it's such a testament to a head coach or anybody calling plays of finding what guys are good at. Everybody's good at something in this league. They got here for a reason, and they have strengths and weaknesses. And how can we utilize all those attributes? And he's found a way to make it seamless within the offense. I mean, you're playing they're, – they're playing Josh Perkins like 75% of the snaps. Big Bob Davis is playing like 50% of the snaps. Greg Ward is out there. Deontay Burnett's out there. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside is not really out there. He played about 15, 10 yeah, to 15 snaps. Yeah, a couple foot in injury game. might be related to that. I saw might you be. asked. Yeah, you asked Doug about that yeah. afterwards. And he said, he said sort of, which I read as this is, this is just conjecture. I read as that's the case more with, with Howard, Howard that's than Ortega-Whiteside. I, I listened back to it, and that's kind of how, how I interpreted it as yeah. well. Uh, so, I mean, listen, that's not great for their second-round pick. He can't get on the field right now over Big Bob and uh, Deontay Burnett, but here, here we are. Um, yeah, I mean, this is this was uh, – I, I, think, I think my biggest takeaway, and it's what, I, what I'm writing, is if ever there was a doubt, these last four games, even with the competition, has cemented that long-term the – Health of the franchise is uh, in good shape with Doug Peterson as the head coach and Carson Wentz as the quarterback. Yes, I agree with that. No, I, I thought that before this game. Well, yeah. Um, well, so you say some, some of us thought that. So you say cemented. I mean, perhaps. It, I, I thought what they did these past three what weeks. What should I have said? No, I think, that, I think that's Painted? fair. Uh, I think overall, if you, if you look at it as a composite, you know, these, these four games, then absolutely. Uh, these four games. But let's really... not pretend that after they lost that Dolphins game, there oh, no, were I questions about Doug Peterson Look, and Carson Wentz. Seattle was one of the worst. I mean, it's, it's going to be a topic this week. That Seattle game was one of the worst games Carson Wentz ever played. Yeah. The big story coming out of the Seattle game was, do the Eagles have a quarterback problem? And they don't. They clearly don't. And we said in a beat back and forth after the Dolphins game. Popping a lime bubbly for the Seltzer heads. Uh, when we discussed what are we looking for in, in the final quarter of the season, I said the most important thing was to have no answers or no questions about Carson, and I believe that's the case. Now, that quote you read about uh, or, or from Kelsey, I like that, and I think it's accurate. And, uh, and you and I both asked variations of this question to Doug Peterson a few weeks ago. Are you forced to be more creative? And he kind of put it that it's late in the season and you need to be more creative. But I, I think a lot of it has to do with 
with the changes in in personnel. I, I I think he he can't kind of rely on just throw the ball to Alshon or throw you know or or let's dial up the Deshaun play or the Nelson play. Uh, I think you're seeing that. I agree with that. Um, before we move any any further, Zach, uh, we mentioned that the Eagles are opening as uh, I believe one point favorites over Seattle. If you were someone um, of the mind who wanted to place a little lettuce, that's a good question. That game, yeah. a little cheddar, a little. Here you go, Hundo. Yes. Uh, well, where where might one go? Well, a good place to go for that would be the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, BCS season is in full swing, and we've got the championship game on January thirteenth. That's a long layoff, so it gives you a lot of time to place your bets. If that's not enough to get you excited, the playoff push is underway for the pros. Need even more? The DraftKings Sportsbook app can get you in on all the action and more 24-7, 365 days a year. With so much going on this year, they have great promotions running every day. From odds boosts to free bets, DraftKings has it all. Plus, DraftKings Sportsbook will give new users a free bet just for signing up. It's no wonder DraftKings Sportsbook is America's top-rated sportsbook app. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use code TOSS, T-O-S-S. For a limited time, all new users can get a free bet when you sign up. Plus, when you make your first bet, you get a risk-free bet up to $500. Don't forget, sign up with the code TOSS. To place your first bet, and you can get a risk-free bet up to $500 only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Pennsylvania only. Restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Nice. You did a good job with that. Thank you. I spent so much time on this head coach thing that I need to use it for something. So I'm going to give you a two-can-you name. All right. I like this. So there were there were the 90, these 90 head coaches, right? Yes. Now, it's actually it's actually a little bit more than I was expecting because nine of there are nine of these 90 coaches who who – the clock hasn't, you know, Matt Nagy could still make it. Yeah, he's still rolling on, Sean yeah. McVay could still So make. it's someone who's four years left. So there's 81 guys. Well, it, not necessarily because oh, if they get fired, fired or if they've already had two seasons in gotcha. a row without a, a playoff, they, they, gotcha. they're they whack. Okay. So there are eight of them who have made uh, the playoffs in three of the first four seasons. I've already given you Doug Peterson, Mike Tomlin, and John Harbaugh. Two, can you name the other five? At 1.34 a.m.? And this is since what year? 2000. There were a couple surprising ones on here. Okay. Um, this is bad podcasting here because, I mean, I'm, I'm very confident I, I, I could get the answer here. It's just a matter of, of... One of them used to coach in the building we watched a game in today. Um, Rex Ryan. Incorrect. Um, used to coach in the building... I mean, Tom Coffin wasn't 2000, so no. uh, Ben McAdoo wasn't – he didn't coach long enough. Correct. Yeah, so uh, – oh, Adam Gase. No. No? <laughs> God, um, no. Well, no, I, I, or no, he made the playoffs one year. Um, this will be a surprise. He's become a bit of a laughing stock, but he had a very good start to his career. Um, so this guy in the, well, the buildings only had, okay. Maybe so, not the building. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm okay, trying to think like of that, the, the right. same site. Oh, well that changes the whole equation. Oh, please. That changes the whole equation. Okay. Okay. Eric Mangini. No. Um, uh, Herman Edwards. Yes. Okay. 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 The next one, this guy was definitely a bad coach and drink, brat, uh, Drags the quality of the of the list down. Coached in, coached for one of the one of the four teams who has a playoff bye. All right. So, and wait, what's the question again? They made the three playoffs? out of four. They made the playoffs in three of their first four years. All right. Uh, so, one of the teams that has a bye made the playoffs three of the first four years. His initials. Wait, Jim Hazlitt. No. No. Um, His initials are actually the Saints don't even have a bye. So that that that's not applicable. Uh, His initials are the. Uh, wait, didn't Mike Zimmer make the playoffs the first th- in three years? No, years? missed two. He missed two. Two out of four. But you got the first name correct. Okay, uh, Mike McCarthy. 
No. Jeez, <laughs> no. um, I mean, God. His like, initials are the same as the state of his quarterback. <laughs> as the state where his quarterback was from. Uh, oh, God. Come on. Seriously. <laughs> like, can we just do the podcast? Mike. Can we just do the Eagles? Mike. Can we just do... Uh, I mean, I'm not even... Mike Sherman. Mike Sherman, okay. Of course. Yep. Uh, guess what? Yeah. Another You're one's... You're so tough, put a jersey on. Another one's... Uh, are, are, are we really doing this? I'll go quicker. Yeah, okay. Another one's first name is also Mike. This uh, is another one. Uh, this, this is this NFC question. team that did not make the playoffs but announced that their head coach will be retained. Um, so... All right, so the... The Eagles lost to this team this season. The Lions? No. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, and, and it, I mean, they announced that Matt Patricia's staying. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. So, yeah, so this is the Falcons, okay? Yeah. And uh, they have a Mike? No. Yes. Um, so they had... Mike Smith. Oh, of course. Everybody Mike remembers yeah, yeah, Mike yeah, Smith. Yeah, of course, Mike Smith. Uh, Jim Caldwell was not on this list, by yes. the way, I lied. Uh, you, this is unbelievable. Yes. There's another Mike. Four of the guys are <laughs> named Mike. You realize that the Eagles had a big win tonight? You're Four right. of the guys Eagles are named Mike. This is another talk, NFC team. Let's talk Eagles play. Let's that was playing in a different play. city when this feat was accomplished than they're playing in now. Uh, Mike Martz. Correct. Okay. The, right. And the last one, okay. the last one is interesting this because is, it's this is torture. It's shared by two coaches, and it depends which coach you give credit to for their shared season. <laughs> I, I didn't even follow that. Shields going to listen to this, and Shields going to be like, uh, "Zach, why did you play along?" Shields going to say that regardless. <laughs> two coaches. Oh, two coaches. Would both accomplish this feat if you gave them full credit for the season that they shared together? So a coach got fired and led the team to the playoffs? No. Coach resigned and led the team to the playoffs? No. How else would this A happen? coach went on leave. Oh, okay. Bruce Arians. Yes. Okay. And Chuck Pagano. And Chuck Pagano. Yes. Okay. All right. There you go. There you go. Okay. All right. Eagles. Big Eagles. win tonight. Well, let's take a big old whiff on... Mr. Boston Scott. Now, yes. All right. That's a. This is something we should have talked about before we did the, the the can you name? That's debatable. Chuck Pagano. Okay. Sorry, I'm I'm a little feisty tonight. I apologize. You're wearing a Villanova T-shirt, which I can only interpret as a shot at Coach Flynn. <laughs> I promised you, it's not a shot at Coach Flynn. Uh, Boston Scott. Okay. Look, uh, Miles Sanders goes down. Flynn, Boston Scott steps in, and. Really had a good game, catching the ball, running the ball. You were absolutely right about Boston Scott. Uh, the Eagles were wrong about Boston Sorry, Scott. Sorry, hold on. I was, uh, I was distracted. Can you yeah. say that again? You were absolutely right about Boston Scott. And I'll take this a, I'll, I'll take this a step further. One of the great um, joys is, is when Boston Scott does something nice and, my, my, and people just tweet at me. Like, I mean, this, this might be 1.40 a.m. Um, talking, you know, talking too strongly. Mm. It's borderline negligence. That this guy was on their practice squad at the beginning of the year. He was exposed to every other team while they were going with Darren Sproles. Well, they had Darren Sproles. What did, what more did yeah, you want? it's like, <laughs> I mean, look, this is, uh, he was free to sign elsewhere. They promoted him after Corey Clemens' injury. Is that correct? I believe that's right. Yeah. And really only because uh, they kickoff needed returns. a return. Yeah, yeah, they need a return. Which he's not even, I mean, he, he's actually yeah. good with the ball in his hands on kickoff yeah. returns. He's not good at punt returns. Um. So, although the first ball, the first kickoff, time, he sure did. Yeah, he he he, he dropped really good he with the ball it. in his hands. Tough runner, like and has all right. You're gonna take a whiff here even more. Has so much juice, like his explosiveness going through the hole. Um, that jumps out to me, and he's he's done it now for four game sample size. Going back to the second half against the Giants. Uh, the, now listen, he did have 19 carries for 54 yards in this game, which is 2.8 yards a carry. He had three touchdowns. Yeah, but look at the goal line carries, though. That that yeah. affects the average too. Yeah, you're right. You know, um, I mean, I, I, look, he's 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 not your foundation running back, but him and Miles Sanders uh, ha, are a good combination. I think you can draft someone in the in the later rounds, maybe be like a short yardage back for you. Um, you you tell Jordan Howard, thank you for your work. Hopefully you get. Wow, I can't up. believe you're saying that. Hopefully you get signed to a contract that 
qualifies for the comp pick. I wouldn't be shocked if he's back. Wouldn't be? Well, I I wouldn't be, too, if it's like a team-friendly deal because yeah. of the injury. But uh, I, I spoke to Jordan Howard on Friday. You know, he, Jordan Howard or Howard Jordan? I spoke to Jordan Howard. Okay. Yes. Just wanted to make sure. Okay. And, I mean, I mean, part of this frustration is, like, he's never been hurt before. So mm. this is really the first time that he's, he's been And it was such a weird one where, like, yeah. he, he, yeah. he's, he's been durable uh, throughout his career. And so this, I mean, there are some acquisitions that the Eagles made, like Deshaun Jackson and Darren Sproles. Darren Sproles isn't an acquisition. I'm Malik Jackson? No, but Malik Jackson, I was going to say, where you're not surprised they got hurt. Malik Jackson and... Malik and Jackson's 30. You can't not be surprised. Off, he's, not, he's not 30. He's 29. Okay. Of, <laughs> well, let's round speaking up. Speaking of birthdays, as we film this, or as we tape this today, it's December 30th, and that's Carson Wentz. He turns 27 today. I wow. Right? I believe he's Happy this, Wednesday. December 30th. It's also my grandfather's birthday. So happy happy birthday, birthday to your grandfather. Yes. Um, What's his name? His name's Jordan. So Jordan. Jordan. Yes. Um, Jordan Howard? <laughs> that's a grandfather? No wonder you were talking to him. <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, so, uh, as I was saying, Boston, uh, uh, what was I saying? Happy birthday, Jordan. <laughs> um, Jordan, it's your also, birthday. Okay, Jordan Howard. Yeah, uh, the Boston-Scott combination really works with Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders' injury status is going to be really interesting this week. But just as a frame of reference for Eagles fans. Could be you, a big D'Angelo Henderson talk about, week. Well, when you talk about, and actually talking about D, uh, D'Angelo Henderson, when you talk who about Miles is Sanders, for the uh, not uh, crazy people out there a running back on the practice, practice squad. squad? When you talk about Boston Scott, big Deontay Burnett fan. <laughs> Please let me finish this thought because I'm going to lose it. Okay? <laughs> when the Eagles last played against Seattle, I believe Jay Ajayi had six carries. Does that sound right? Uh, sure. And so it shows you how much this offense has changed. That's true. Frankly, those were six carries that could have gone to Jay ja- that, that could have gone to Boston Scott, number one. And number two, when I asked Doug Peterson that week if Jay Jai was going to be part of the game plan, I think he said they could also call up D'Angelo Henderson. Yeah. No, I think you asked specifically about D'Angelo oh. Henderson. Or, yeah, I there, did. A, no, I there, said, this like, happened back-to-back weeks where, he you, mentioned. where he, one time he mentioned the guy on the practice squad and one yeah. time you asked and he... Said no. You know what? I think you're right. I think he said D'Angelo Henderson. He said we can also promote D'Angelo yes. Henderson. And then the next week, they only had three wide receivers. And you said, are you going to need to promote a yes. wide receiver from the practice squad? And he said no. And that's when they went in with, with three. Yes. And one of them was Alshon Jeffrey, yes. who got immediately hurt. Yes, exactly. So, but they won. So, if you're Alshon right now, what are you thinking? I think if you're Alshon, you're probably thinking... And I really don't just I don't think I want to be a fellow <laughs> right, anymore. I, I think they really don't like me. And uh, you know, Carson Woods is not my friend, and I don't, they look better without me. And uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just gonna collect my money and retire. I I didn't hear what you said, <laughs> but I've had conversations with Alshon where I might have agreed to wear a puffy shirt. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. Um, Jordan Howard, by the way, healthy in this game, he had a bit of a Moonlight Graham game in which he played one snap. It didn't count. And it didn't count because it was the, the big it was the big Bob catch yeah. that was called back for a penalty. So officially he did not play in this game. And by the way, look, if if Wentz does not hit Deontay Burnett, um, we are talking about that Halapula Vati Vaitai holding penalty as a potential season you know, season altering penalty. Sure. Because we're also ter- talking about the Derek Barnett. Offsides, offsides. Uh, with the clock at zero yeah. on third and ten third that ten. led to a Giants yeah. touchdown as a potential season changer. So one of a couple dozen that could so have gone a, the other way for a, the Giants. A quick, a, a quick Derek Barnett story. Okay, <laughs> I love it. Uh, so I spoke to Derek Barnett on Friday. All right, <laughs> and um, if you remember, Jim Schwartz had the quote last week about this is one of the toughest guys he's ever coached. Not the biggest. Not the. Or, I'm not the fastest. Not the biggest, not the fastest. fastest but one of the toughest. And um, I asked uh, Barnett about this. I, I was with one other reporter, Dave Zingaro, and we were asking about this, and he wasn't really you know, kind of biting. He's like, I'm not hurt now. I don't know what you're asking about. And then I recited that quote, and I was like, what do you think about this? And he's like, well, I guess I'm not the biggest and the fastest. <laughs> and I was like, that's how, like, that's how he interpreted it. Um, 
And I was like, well, you're the toughest, right? So I just thought that was that was an interesting. Yeah, he took it more as the slight. That yeah, I think you probably is, uh, didn't fully is, understand was, the question. It was it was interesting. After the game tonight, I was talking to Brandon Grand. Uh, I'm not going to plug the story, okay? Because we're not supposed to plug on. You can on plug the, your game story. Uh, a story, okay? So I have the story about, um, and it, the, it's about kind of the, the mood post game. Not everybody who's listening is a subscriber, so you yeah. can guilt them to subscribe. S- subscribe on the athletic. It's about the mood in the post game locker room, but they're wearing shirts that said the East is not enough. And it was kind of playing off that. And I asked, uh, I, I, was, I was talking to Graham about it, and Graham said, everyone's going to pick against us. We'd love it. And then in, um, in Peterson's press conference, he said something similar. He said, like, everyone's already counting us out. That's fine, right? Yeah, he said, you know, we've got no, he said, it, or, yeah, we were we the number no, one seed, and we were the worst number one seed ever, yeah. and we had no chance. And we're the four seed, we yeah. got no shot. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. fine, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's interesting that the Eagles are are they they need to drum up. It this is feeling. true. Like they really do. Feel, yeah. It feels like they do. Yeah, they they can. do not like to be front runners. Yeah, like and who picked the Giants today? Did anyone? <laughs> no. Do you know anyone who who yeah. thought the Giants? Like I I think we both said the Giants had a shot, but we both picked the Giants. I really did have clarity when I was sitting down to write out my predictions on the cheat sheet, and remembered that this was Pat Shermer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I heard Pat Shermer's press conference on the speaker as I was finishing up my uh, a story I was writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to plug it. Uh, no, yeah, you've already plugged it once. Yes. No, this is a different story. Oh, okay. Um, and and he was saying how he he does he made mention of the fact that they cleared all their dead money, so now they have cap space going forward. Really? Yes. <laughs> so it's, it's like one of those things where he's like, whether it's me or whether it's the next coach, they're going to be able to sign guys and really add to this team. That's he was really, basically stating his, really his, his case like in a in a backhanded Pat Shermer way. Right. Like I I endured the tough years, so now you can, mm. yeah, you know, kind of like. Now, are you are you implying that Pat Shermer only does things in a backhanded way, or just in this is the way that Pat Shermer? Does something backhanded? No, I, I mean, I, I think Pat Shermer's like, which is something that you learn from him when you are fortunate not, enough to <laughs> dine with him at uh, Peter Luger's. I would love to dine with Peter Luger's. I'm, yeah, that'd be a great place to go. If I didn't have to go back to the mm. yeah press conference tomorrow, um, yeah. So uh, that's neither here nor there. Well, I am curious. You know, you wrote about it, but let's let's talk a little bit about it. What was what, what was your sense of the mood in the locker room? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think – well, so I should say the East is not enough. Every team who wins the division is getting a shirt similar. Like the West is not enough. The North is not enough. Oh, really? This is not I believe so. Like I saw thing? a shirt. The North is not enough for – Oh, really? Who won? Uh, the Packers. The Packers that's were wearing the shirt saying okay. the North is All not right, enough. That's less interesting. Then. But, um, but – I the mean, East and not enough is very. It's like it sounds like a, it's like a, an imperialist slogan. Like, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we have more that's to come. We've gotten the East, but yes. we have much more to come. That's true. Uh, no, so the, in 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 that spirit, though the the players agreed. Like, you know, you click the reset button, they're in, they're home, they have a shot. You know, they, I think they feel momentum. They like the way this is going. Uh, it reminds me a lot. Uh, now I, I I've I've heard and read comparisons to 2017. This is nothing like 2017 in my opinion. This is like last year. Yeah, um, it's like last year except they turned the, the difficulty level up just a little yeah. bit. Well, I I thought you asked a good question. Was it the Carson? Yeah. Or was it? Yeah, where you said in years past it was like they had everyone except you, and now they have you, but they don't have anyone else. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's I, like it was like the deal he made with the devil. Like if I'm going to finish exactly. 16 games, well, that's fine. But you're not going to have anybody have else receivers. with you. Yeah, and he also in the East is not enough. He was asked about that T-shirt, and because uh, he had it on under the. Suit I think jacket. this was his best look of the season, best post game look yeah, of the season. And he, he said, said his wife wasn't going to be his happy. His wife's not going to be happy. Yeah. She picks out. He these. went. He went suit jacket over the T-shirt yes. and the hat, which a few other guys did. Yeah, I think, yeah. It, was, I think it was a good look for him. Yeah. So, but I I I played off. Off off of that, and the reason I pursued that angle was because Brandon Graham's whole thing this week was he wants the shirt, he wants the shirt, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he's because that would mean they won the game, and so I I I asked him after he was telling me that I I counted them out all year and I picked against them, uh, which 
I appreciate mm. if he's a subscriber, but I don't quite know if that's right. applicable here. Um, I, I, I asked him what he thought about the shirt, and he, he, gave, he, he gave a good quote that uh, I kind of built as the foundation of the story. Speaking of um, marital relations. Okay. Or speaking of, we were talking about Derek Barnett and how tough he is. You know, speaking of a guy who really lays the wood. Okay. Talking about the erectile dysfunction isn't easy, Zach. Usually, we just brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like, I lost my mojo. Or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work. Or, sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. Or, sorry, honey, I have more Boston Scott highlights to watch. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about with a real doctor who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash birds. That's GetRoman.com slash birds. Just go to GetRoman.com slash birds to get a free online visit and a free, and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash birds for a free visit to get started. One more time, Zach. That's what somebody might be saying. GetRoman.com slash birds. Um, Bang up job. <laughs> Uh, I actually, I, I thought that the, like the celebration on the field scene was very muted. Well, so because, and yeah, yeah, yeah part of it, I mean, but there I was, there it was, was yeah, well, it, it was it funny. Was, Deshaun Hall got hurt the last play. Yeah, the most fitting way for yeah, exactly. the Eagles to end which, the season which I, yeah. was, is with a guy getting hurt which, on the final play. Exactly. Um, but even before that, it seemed like it was going to be relatively muted. I don't yes. know if that's because it was, you know, raining outside is because they don't, you know, maybe they correctly don't think that beating the 4-12 and 12 Giants was something to be super pumped about. But uh, Well, both you and I were watching for the Gatorade show. Yeah, I wanted to know who was it going to be. There's no Stephen Means. There's no yeah. Kamu Grugier-Hill. And there was one... There was one Gatorade core that yeah. was away from the others, right. and I thought that was reserved for it. Right. And then Josh Sweat came off the field injured yeah. and sat <laughs> down sat on, on it so that he could get looked at. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, Cameron Johnson, big game, huh? I don't know. I'm just looking at the box score. Mm-hmm. Um, I did think that, you know, we, we touched on it, but that play, that, that game-changing play, I did think that it was sort of telling that uh, Saquon, so the Eagles go down the field, you know, a classic Eagles drive, nine plays for 62 yards, takes, actually, was actually pretty quick, over three minutes, they went a little bit of tempo that drive, they take a 17-10 lead, the very next play from scrimmage, a one-play drive where Saquon Barkley runs through the Eagles defense untouched yeah. for a 68-yard touchdown. Eagles then get back on the horse. Uh, a 43-yard eight-play drive that gets them a 50-yard Jake Elliott field goal to take a 2017 lead. And so the defense now, after having just surrendered that long touchdown, they get back on the field. It's their chance to to step up. And in a two-play sequence, first it is... Brandon Graham manhandling a double team Mm -hmm. to force Daniel Jones into a Derek Barnett sack. And then on the very next play, it's Malcolm Jenkins forcing the fumble, Fletcher Cox picking it up, and maybe should have been a touchdown. Uh, But that was, you know, that was the three best players on the defense stepping up, taking the onus upon themselves to to make those big plays when the season was on the line. Outstanding play by Malcolm Jenkins. Uh, And I say that because, so Jones bobbles the fumble. And Jenkins has has the presence of mind there. He just went right for the ball. He didn't even go for Jones. It looked like mm. he just he saw the ball was being. Now he was blitzing on the play. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But I think some guys are focusing on wrapping up the quarterback. It looked like he saw the ball was mishandled and went right to. He knocked the ball right out of uh, Jones's grip. Going, I'm sure the scouting report said going into the game, this is a guy who fumbles. Um, and so, well, I'm not sure. I, I know that for a fact. Uh, and so, 
uh, and, then, and, and then Fletcher did a good job uh, jumping on it. Fletcher scored a touchdown. And he did a good job sort of like boxing out Daniel Jones on the way to the ball, yes. yeah, shoving him to the ground. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was going to be like week one of the 2017 season. I think you were at a wedding that day. Mm, I was, but, but I was watching as yeah, uh, Rachel drove. Um, Graham sacked Kirk Cousins. Fletcher picked it up. Mm-hmm. Scooped the, he scooped and scored. He did the uh, Michael Jackson dance in, that's the, right. in the end zone. I believe that was his last touchdown. I think that's his only touchdown of his career. You would know better than I. I wish I knew these nine coaches uh, since whatever. I wish you knew too. <laughs> Can you believe that? Four mics? <laughs> What's up with the mics? There was a great comedy special called Three Mics. Neil Brennan. Yep. Um, so, well, uh, look, I, I, I think we kind of glossed over the injuries a, l- a little too much. Because Brandon Brooks's injuries, something that now I, I know we discussed it, but Matt Pryor went in there. This is crazy. Fourteen uh, of the ninety. Again? Fourteen of the ninety head oh, coaches man. are named Mike. Yeah, there's, there's probably a fourteen of the ninety head coaches hired in the NFL are named Mike. It's like those. That's st- crazy. There was probably a period that of time that is not statistically probable. I, I'll, I'll defer to you just to move on in the conversation. Um, I thought Matt Pryor uh, stepped in and played decently. Uh, he, 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 yeah, I thought so too. I, w- I, I will have to rewatch. Yeah, I spoke to him after the game. He said started off shaky, but he kind of settled in there. Um, well, and the Eagles had a decision to make. They could have slid Halapulavati Vitae to right guard and then mm-hmm. put in Andre Dilla to right tackle, but uh, this, is the, you know, this is what they, the reverse of what they did in the Brandon Brooks-Seattle game. Um, and I think this was the right. I think this was the right decision. And by the way, let's just say Sidney Jones, Mike's, can you believe it? Sidney Jones, one interception, three mm. pass breakups. Well, let's but let's talk about Sidney Jones because we haven't talked about this. So the Eagles go into this game without Jalen Mills and without Ronald Darby. Darby's already on IR. Mm-hmm. Jalen Mills, we thought was probably going to play, and instead of playing Sidney Jones, who has you know done well in his. Uh, sub appearances the last few weeks. They choose instead to play Rasul Douglas on the outside and Avante Maddox on the outside and Craven LeBlanc on the inside uh, in nickel situations, eschewing Sidney Jones. So he has not done enough to work his way back. And then in this game, Avante Maddox gets hurt. We actually didn't even talk about that. He did yeah. not come back into the game. So we're going to have to monitor that. Just another thing. And, and then, like, Craven LeBlanc was hurt in this game too, but he came back. They're, they're, I mean, the, the Eagles, as they, as you would expect, were banged up. But so Sidney Jones again is forced into action, and uh, he did have an interception, but he he was also not he he, he gave up a few catches in this game, right? The well, Giants he played were, well. The Giants had, were completely picking on Rasul Douglas in this yeah. game. Well, well, Sidney Jones had had, had had the great pass breakup. Where you don't turn your head, it just hits your back. Oh, you remember yeah. that the one? Eagles, they, they like, what is it about the Eagles' defensive backs where they just never turn their head around? It's a good question. But uh, no, I I thought Cravon uh, gave them. Some, I thought he was some, very good. Yeah, I so, thought he was yeah. very good in this game. Agreed. Well, I mean, what are you going to do when the season's on the line? You gonna piss down your leg? No. He said that last year, right? He did. Yeah. I read that when I was merely a subscriber, not just an employee. Mm. Or not an employee. Um, okay. Were you, what did you think of Daniel Jones? Uh, I, 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 First I liked time the mobility. Eyes on him. Yeah, well, I've watched him before. And not in person. And not in person, no. At the Senior Bowl. Yes, correct. Okay, live action, first time you get to see him in person. Mm-hmm. What did you think? Um... I liked the mobility. Thought he made some good throws. Uh, you know, thought he was a little shaky under pressure. Uh, similar to to what you know, I, I thought it was going to be like when he came to Nova. If he came to Lincoln Financial Field that on that Monday night, it would have been even worse. Um, yeah, so I, I, it was it was nice. They gave Eli a nice applause as he ran off the field. Yeah, it's so classy yeah. of them <laughs> with their classy classy organization. Yes, <laughs> big. Dividers in the glass of the press box, <laughs> so they can only see half the field. Um, but no, I look. I I think Daniel Jones. Um, he shows some potential. I'm curious who's who's going to be coaching him. Uh, it's 
it, it stands out to think that next year in the NFC East, I th- I'm, I'm assuming there's going to be three new head coaches. You think so? Yes. Who's going to keep their job? I don't know. I mean, Garrett, I don't think Garrett's going to. and I don't Bill think Bill Callahan? No, they're going to. Yeah. So it's <laughs> Sounds like they're hiring Ron Rivera. What do you think of that? Um, I think it's an upgrade. I think it's a good hire. I don't know why he would take that job. But I also, yeah, I mean, there's I mean, only it doesn't there's, scare me. But this is the thing. There's there's only, you know, let's say I there's six, like, seven openings. His 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 selling point is like is organizational competence, and mm-hmm. I just in in Washington that will just never that will never happen with Daniel Snyder. Never How long until Mike Groh is a head coach? His name is Mike. <laughs> he was actually on a list. I, I saw. Uh, was it? I forget which which website had it. Um, but had him as like a name to watch, oh, which it's literally a name to watch. <laughs> that, that's, that is true. It's true. Good for, uh, you know, I, I, I get along with Mike. So I like, Mike. uh, Doug Peterson actually. Now this was oh, an interesting, Doug's this, very cognizant of the criticism of Mike Rowe and Carson Walsh. This was an interesting, uh, answer because the, it was, a, it was sort of a Carson went softball. Oh, I, I yeah. Let's 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 point that out. We should have probably it. pointed that out before we talked about. I have to find it. Do you have the, Doug's transcript? No, I you? I don't. But I can summarize it if you want. It was basically you know uh, all the all the practice squad guys who were up, all the changes on the offense, all this stuff. How what does that say about Carson's ability and stuff like that? And Doug said like, well, Carson's you know just a piece just a piece of the puzzle. Like he's mm-hmm. just a part of it. What I'm really impressed with is the coaches. coaches yep. Yeah, and then he, you know, Mike Grow calling the plays, Carson Walsh getting guys lined up, mm-hmm. Justin Peel yeah. getting Dallas Goddard ready, running, air blocking, and mm-hmm. and catching passes, Deuce getting Boston Scott ready. Yeah, uh, look, Jeff Stoutland. He actually, I, I believe, forgot to mention Press Taylor, but uh, you know, <laughs> that's because he works at the quarterback. Right? Uh, yeah, I think Doug wants the credit for the quarterbacks. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was weird. It was a, he had to be uh, sort of he had to be like continued to give Carson the the credit. It was a, a bit of a weird. Yeah, no the the Carson part of it was was a little odd, but I, I like the fact that he recognizes his his position coaches. I always thought, you know, around draft time... I'll tell you this, Carson's a part of it, but I commend my coaching staff on offense. So So one of the things that I always respected about Joe Douglas um, around draft time is he would credit the scouts when they drafted somebody. Uh, And so, look, if your practice squad guys are are stepping in ready to play... um, you can't just give credit to to like finding them. You got to give credit to developing them, and part of that, and that's the position coaches. And after practices on Wednesday and practices on Friday, uh, the Eagles have a have a, a developmental program for the for those guys. Um, so, I mean, that's a real thing, and those position coaches do deserve credit. I think that's fair. Brandon Graham also left this game at one point. He came back. He came back. Yeah, he was. I don't quite know what the injury was, but he was he had his hand wrapped after, mm. after the game. But there was sort of a scene out of a Coen Brothers movie where uh, <laughs> the tent like, there the were so many injured guys that yeah. he had to leave the field to get looked at because the tent wasn't up. So the tent, That's unlike a Coen Brothers movie, there yeah. was so a happy ending. Look, this is this is gonna sound bad. It's two oh six. It's two oh five in the morning. But like in that situation. Craig James is in the tent. <laughs> I thought, it's not, I'm just yeah, saying. I agree like, with you. you have to bring Brandon Graham to the locker room because yeah. Craig James is being evaluated. Uh, yeah. Craig James is being evaluated. Yeah, listen, Craig. And this is not to be sports uh, Craig James who, uh, who who made one of the plays this season. Uh, and then James Craig. No, Craig James who made one of the plays this season that mm. got the Eagles in, in this position. One of the two dozen or so plays yeah. that went the Eagles way. Um, and so, but uh, Brandon Graham is one of your best players. If you need to send him to the locker room because the tent is being used, <laughs> you either find an alternative I agree with you. place or you say, Craig, like, let's speed this up. Or just, you or know? just like, Craig, hold on a second. We'll get, yes. we'll get to you in a second. Yes. I mean, and, and this is how I, 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 I would agree, compare it to I this. I agree with that. You know, if, if you were uh, like talking to somebody, if you, if you were talking to Doug Peterson, but someone more important was waiting to talk to him. Let's say like... Howie Roseman or Jeffrey Lurie was there. I imagine the PR staff would be like, 
hurry this up, Bo. You know, we got to get Doug over to to this other person. You know that you know they you probably know, wouldn't be as nice about it. Yeah, no, they would not. What if, if it's sort of like if you had a one on one with somebody and then someone else just sidled in and said, <laughs> "I'm going to interrupt this exclusive and uh, ask, start asking my own questions in front of the camera." That never happens, right? No, that's never happened. Um. So I mean, yeah, the Eagles are uh, continued. They continue to be the walking wounded. They mm-hmm. looking ahead to next week. Maybe there's a chance to get Lane Johnson back. Who yes. knows what Brandon Bro- what will happen with Brandon Brooks or Zach Ertz or Zach Ertz or Miles Sanders. Mm-hmm. Or I don't well, know. I mean Nelson, Nelson Aguilar, Aguilar is look, still technically available. If you would you want him back? I don't think I would. I would. Yeah, I mean, he's a. I think player. I'm. I think I am now at the point where I. I do not think that they should even let him play. He has two sixty catch seasons. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, look, his his knees legitimately swollen. I I can tell you that. Yeah, uh, I, boy, I'm, I'm I, not saying he. I'm not saying. Yeah. He's sandbagging anybody. I'm just saying I don't think they need him. Uh, uh, Give me Greg Ward and let's go. A quick statistical update. Carson Wentz, first 4,000-yard passer in Philadelphia Eagles history. And I I, believe the first 4,000-yard passer in NFL history. Not a 500-yard wide receiver. Not a pass catcher, wide receiver. Which is silly. Yeah. yeah. Um, But uh, I think that was one of our over-unders this year, 4,000 yards. Was it? I believe so. Hmm. Uh, Dallas Goddard. Did not uh, get the 60-catch plateau. He's not a good player. <laughs> no, he is a good player. No, but... he's never had a 60-catch season. He's a jabroni. <laughs> he got stuck at 58. You jamoke. 58 catches, which is which is good year, but they don't... Yeah, they don't that's not like, 60-catch. They don't hit the Rob Gronkowski, Aaron Hernandez, two tight ends with over mm, 60 catches. Will Just they hit the murder out. number? Brandon Graham was hoping double digits in his mm. double-digit year. At one, he went into week 13 with seven and a half sacks. Did not have a sack again until today and ended with just one, well, I say just one, one sacks and a comp. Yeah, and he was, but, he, uh, he, 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 you could make an argument for giving him a half sack on the Barnett sack. Yeah. But. Derek Barnett had two sacks. So Barnett finishes the season with, I actually had a bet with him. If somebody. Graham gets to 10 sacks, including the playoffs, do you think he'll, do you think that he'll That's, count that? No, that shouldn't count. No, but do you think he'll catch it in his mind? Uh, actually, actually, maybe so. Um, so, I, I, uh, I was wrong on Derek Barnett. I, I thought he was going to have more sacks this year than Brandon Graham. He finishes with six and a half. Mm. Brandon Graham finishes with eight and a half. More per game, maybe. Yes, more uh, per he game. He only missed two games. And then my not. other, um, I made a, uh, yeah, I, a I substantial thought, I wager. Thought, no, no, certain, no, it wasn't mm. substantial. It was, it, was, it was one of those, we're sitting at training camp, we shake on it, like, who's, okay. who's right, who's wrong? Who was it with? Uh, it was with Elliott Short Parks. Okay. On, uh, I thought Nelson Aguilar was going to have more catches this year than Deshaun Jackson. And I won that one. <laughs> 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 Did not happen in the manner in which I expected. <laughs> I like the way you delivered that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right, two ten a.m. Is there anything else? We got a press conference in seven and a half hours, and, and I got like four hours of writing. You got left, four hours so. of writing. We got to drive back to. Yeah. By the way, you don't have to get back to this press conference. I mean, you're gonna be up. You're gonna be writing late. We'll see. Yeah, I mean. I also got to see if I can get some heat in my house. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's tough. Sorry. Tough life. Yeah. So I mean. We'll see. Um, okay. What have we got coming this week? All right, so this is a normal game week. The game is on, if if you're just listening and you haven't checked your social media or anything like that, the game is Sunday against Seattle at 4.40 p.m. Okay, there was now, if you want to look ahead, the bad news is if they win that game, quick turnaround Saturday in San Francisco. The if New Orleans week. beats if, Minnesota. If New Orleans, which they are going yes. to, but yeah. Quick turnaround and... You can't complain about that. The Eagles had the Saturday game when they were the one seed, right? You know, I think sure. the I think the one seeds want the Saturday game because it gives you more time the next week. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so. So it should be a normal week. So yeah. So so for our purposes and for your purposes, listening and for the purposes 
out there listening. The uh, the one um, the one wrinkle would would be if Doug Peterson decides to give the players Tuesday off, which is not out of the question. They're banged up. Uh, he he's done this before. Players are going to come in and, and, and kind of do their own work anyways Tuesday. They're they're just kind of and they're familiar film. with the Seattle team. Yes, um, it's a big game planning day Tuesday, so they'll they'll be on the field Wednesday. I'm curious practice and pads they have they they have one pad of practice per week in the playoffs that they're allowed, um, but they are really banged up here. Uh, so Wednesday, Thursday, Friday they'll be practicing. Um, we will talk to Carson on Wednesday. We'll talk to Doug on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We'll talk to the coordinators on Tuesday. Uh, you say we're going to do a daily pod, so we're going to bring you a New Year's Eve pod, a New Year's Day pod, January 2nd pod, and January 3rd pod. Sounds great. Maybe we'll try to get some special guests like uh, Matt Hasselbeck. Or uh, Dar- maybe we can get Daryl Tapp on. Daryl Tapp just got hired by Vatek, I believe. He did? Yeah, good Well, you called him the other day. I did call him the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Are you thinking about Eagle, like, like players who played for Seattle? Yes, Eagles, Seahawks guys. We're going to have Shil Kapadia. He's, oh, the, that's right. he's the ultimate, right? Let's go back and forth naming players who have played on both teams. Michael Bennett. Michael Kendricks. <laughs> both future NFL coaches. <laughs> are we doing this, by the way? Like, are, are we, if you want to. I don't, I don't have that many more. Um, Marcus Johnson. Yeah. Matt so, Tobin. There you go. Guys who they traded to Seattle. Mm. Yep. Okay. Yep. There you go. Good job. Byron Maxwell. Yeah, they signed from Seattle. Yep. Chris Marigos. Did they sign from Chris Seattle? Chris Marigos. Good one. Yep. We can have Chris on. Yeah. That sounds good. Call uh, it, we call it Christmas. <laughs> or we can just listen to Shield. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's 2.13 a.m. 2.13 a.m. All right. Well, congratulations to our listeners, assuming you're Eagles fans. The Eagles have, uh, have made the playoffs. They've done it three in a row. And in so doing, they have uh, stomped on the hated rivals, the Cowboys, the Giants, and Washington. And uh, it's, a, it's a time to, uh, to be happy, time to celebrate. And then, and then you know, you get, you get to celebrate tonight, and then you got to put it to bed. you got to then get back got to work. Yeah, 24 hours. 24 hour, hour rule. rule. That's right. Yep. Do you, is that something you would adhere to as well? If I were a player? Or? No, with your articles. If, if you write an article that you're happy about or that you're not happy about, like, are, are you... No, and I'll tell you why. Because I have very good news for our listeners. I don't have to hound you about the Marcus Epps story anymore. We have crossed the threshold. The AMA worked. I still have a few more questions to answer. Congratulations to everybody who pitched in. Marcus Epps uh, has, has done it. Okay, Zach. Thank you so much. What is... Oh, I thought that was... No, no, no. This this, this is... We're wrapping up here. Last question. Okay. Real question. When you think of the 2019 Eagles regular season, Mm -hmm. what will be the defining image or Uh, moment in your mind? That's a good question. That's a really good question. What will be the defining moment in my mind? Um... Well, I think that Week 16 Dallas game, uh, probably the yeah, probably the, like the play at the goal line or what play at the goal line? You know, the, the, actually no. You know what? The, 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 no, I would say this. I would say the lasting image in, in my head would be Greg Ward's touchdown against Washington. Oh, okay. I think that's a good one. I think it's hard for that it to for it that to be it for me because of the angle of the press box. Okay, I mean, but I watched it a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, the Cowboys game would be. Um... It's sad, but I close my I close my eyes. The first thing I think of is still the loss in Miami. Miami. I mean, if I'm being completely honest with you, when I close my eyes, what I'm thinking of is the Nigel Bradham interception against the uh, Packers. But that. Why wouldn't you be honest? Well, just because, like, you know, I, think, I think you weigh what you do in December yeah. more. But if you close your eyes, that's what comes up. Yeah. Also, I mean, 
I think of uh, Brandon Brooks in the locker room talking about uh, his anxiety. That was a big one for me. I mean, I think about week one. Like, I think about the past, the the Deshaun, you know. Yeah, I think about that, too. I think about that. Like, that was was the tease. Um, And then the Aguilar drop. The Aguilar drop, yeah. I mean... I think about Tom Brady and Bill Belichick coming in. Well, you think about that <laughs> when you close your eyes 24-7. <laughs> that was a joke. That was a joke. Um, yeah, you know, and, and just uh, I, I give this team a lot of credit because even though they, they – I thought the season was going to come down to week 16. They won week 16. But but I I didn't think they'd be 5-7. And, seven. and uh, when, when – and, and Malcolm Jenkins – I asked him, I asked Malcolm tonight, uh, when you got on the plane from Miami, did you see this? And he said, at that point, he knew it was going to go one of two ways. He thought they were either going to nosedive to the offseason or they're going to turn it all around and be here. He said it was, it was one or the other. I don't think he saw them being like two and two. Mm-hmm. I think he saw it like it's going to go horrible or it's, or it's going to turn around. And, and Time to separate the men from the boys. Well, they made their bet. I give them credit. They did it. So we don't need. We have not, they're playing January. MFers like that in the room. By the way, um, first time the Eagles make three consecutive playoff appearances since 2008 to 2010, I believe. So this decade they haven't done it. It's been a story. The decade's over tomorrow. Well, I mean they have done it now. So <laughs> yes, but they hadn't done it before. So okay, I mean that's yeah. a difficult thing to do. Three consecutive playoff yeah. appearances. Ab- absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, how many coaches did it? In there? <laughs> that's that's a joke. That's a good way to wrap up. I can't believe that's a good way to wrap up. I will give you the mic. Nice. Joke? Give me the yes. mic so I can take it away. Off on a natural charge. Bon voyage. Fifteen point six percent of the head coaches hired in the in this millennium have been named Mike. It's your stat of the day. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm getting up at seven. Congratulations. So let's let's roll. I, I think we'll be finished Four hours writing. and forty two minutes from. I think we'll be finished writing at seven. You you're gonna be finished. You. Right? Well, I I, sh- I certainly hope so. Yes. I should. No, I'm not. I, that's my over under for you at this point. Oh, yes. that's your over under. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't I think you should come to Doug tomorrow. I hope I'd be there. Yeah, okay. I got to pack the car up and head to Doug. Okay. All right. Uh, that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. Congratulations to our listeners. Congratulations, most of all, to Boston Scott. And second of all, to Big Bob and Deontay Burnett. For Zach and Sheil, with dreams of Marcus Johnson and Russell Wilson floating in his head, I'm Bo, and as always, we love you. friends.